episode nine of digital digital get down good day these are your normal hosts heather and bennett and did you have anything to start us off today with the intro sure honey um i'm currently cautiously optimistic about television viewing in general (laughs) okay that's a bit of a twist from like two days ago and you said you hate everything we watch and we can't enjoy anything in pop culture anymore yeah i pivot a lot okay um, so Leftovers had their series finale. First bit of good news is I haven't been spoiled yet. All I saw so far is a headline saying it was perfect. See, some of the headlines I've seen, I'm a little bit concerned that... I don't even want to say too much to spoil don't, you. Don't, Okay, I don't, I don't want to I'm ruin actually, your optimism. Yeah, it is cautious optimism though, because critics seem to really, really love season two as opposed to season one. And I'm more of a season one. We guy. just finished season two, and it was mm, shaky. That's your that's your analysis. Shaky. We'll do a more in depth review because I'm going to make you watch season three pretty quickly. Okay. Also, uh, some critics are starting to do preview reviews of Orphan Black, like they've already sent yes. out the first few episodes, and people are saying this is the conclusion that it deserves. Yes, I saw a couple of those as well, and I'm very excited about that, because that had some dips in a couple of the middle seasons. Well, it sounds like the creators knew how they wanted to end it, and they were just kind of like riding it as long as it could last. Yeah, and just kind of made up shit in the middle to keep right. it going. All right. Well, I'm, I am excited for that. That comes back just uh, tomorrow. Really? Yeah. Only we had suspicious means of getting... TV shows from America. <laughs> Same day as USA, like they advertise here all the I time. I was really bad yesterday. I watched a movie via Canadian VPN. Yikes. And That's then, a new low even for us. And then German today. I always get called the, the girl with the Canadian accent at work a lot. Okay, so it's okay then? Just saying. Um, so yeah, that's those are my opening thoughts. I was going to ask you to tell the people mm-hmm. what music you've been listening to recently other than jazz. I don't know what you're referring to. Your new Harry Styles music obsession? Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Hamilton. Oh, how's Hamilton I going? I listened to Hamilton at work the other day. It's a really good one for work. It's very yeah. long. And it's exactly. just distracting enough because mm-hmm. it's like lyric, like a lyrical story. Yeah. It's just that much more distracting than regular music, but not as distracting as a podcast. It's the perfect in between. I'll answer your queries in order. Harry Styles' album still kind of baffles me a bit. I'm not sure what to make of it. Yeah. I'm also baffled because he seems to be on the James Corden show every night. And <laughs> yeah. I don't even watch the James Corden show, but I see him on there every night. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Hamilton, yes, definitely good work music. I've come around on the music and the lyrics overall. You still don't like Act 2. That's the face you're giving me. Uh, I don't like Hamilton is the issue. I don't like yeah. Alexander Hamilton. You're such your father's son. I think it's the Aaron Burr story. Kind of is. I mean, he's the narrator. Yeah. So when I think about it like that, it's okay. But Act 2, I've noticed, really bugs me because of how quickly it gets into his infidelity and his downfall. Like, there's not a lot of, like, good stuff in Act 2. He's pretty much fighting with people. Yeah. And then at work, and then he fights with his wife, and then he fights with Angelica, and then he cheats on his wife. Yeah. And then he urges his son to kill himself, to get killed. (sighs) So yeah, maybe maybe every couple weeks I'll sprinkle in a few extra thoughts on that. Okay. Yeah. Bennett's Hamilton updates yeah. periodically. Um, before I forget, we are drinking a Eden Valley Riesling. So it's from the Barossa Valley, which is in South Australia. What are it's, the notes today? Um, a varietal bouquet of spicy floral characters. Ah, I love my flowers to be spicy. (laughs) Accompanied by fresh, crisp citrus notes on the palate and great length of flavor. Spot on. Length of flavor is correct. I feel it on my tongue. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's pretty good, actually. I like Rieslings. And we had to pay for this one. Anyone's keeping score out there. Yeah. Still waiting on that wine sponsor. Come on, Blue Apron. They don't do wine, do they? Um, where's the, what's the blue apron for alcohol? (sighs) Patent it. Okay. Patent trolls. Um, so should we start I'm going to jump in with good news, bad news, because I'm talking about tech today. All right. Go ahead. 
uh, both for my good news and bad news. They're like all Do you want to do both? Of, you're doing I'm, both your yes, good news and bad news. I'm you're taking, taking over. over. This part. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk about a company called Apple. Are you familiar with it? I have heard of them before. Did you hear about any of the news this week? No, not at all. No? I don't think so. No one on your Tumblr talks about <laughs> WWDC. No. Okay, they had their, like, one big developer conference of the year. Okay. And that's when they announced certain things. They still have other events throughout the year. Okay. I used to be Lives, such a geek. A live streamer? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But I've moved past that. Well, first I was a live streamer to watch it, you know, the video stream. Then I'm downgraded to just following along Is this on another a Jake shout-out? Does Jake still live stream Yeah, it? sure. Okay. Or he has blackouts during the day, so he doesn't hear the news, Ooh, and then he watches the yeah. whole thing at night. Um... But now I don't even follow it on blogs or anything. I just catch up with the headlines the next day. Like the regular plebeians. So overall, the the new products and new updates are getting like positive feedback from most people. Which is rare because people have started to turn on Apple a little right. bit. So let me just run through some of, some of the big ones. They pumped out brand new iMacs, including a new iMac Pro. Is that the one you were lusting over? I don't even need the iMac Pro. It's for people who are like video editing or editing podcasts. Oh, <gasps> we're editing a podcast. No, we're going to get not. sponsored for that too. We're yeah. not paying that for ourselves. Um, but they did sort of middle of the road iMacs as well, which sound really, really good with good displays. Sounds like you're saying iMacs like the movie screen, not iMac oh, okay, like yeah. the computer. Yeah. Continue. Um, so new update to the Mac operating system called High Sierra, which is just an awful name. I thought it was supposed to be a big cat. Yeah, they're they all for out? cats. They're not, now they're in uh, West Coast landmarks and things. Okay. Yeah. See, these are the types of things that made me get off the bandwagon. Okay. That they ran out of lions and leopards and <laughs> snow leopards. Um, have you been prompted about iOS updates yet? No, it's not released for a while, so you won't have to worry about it, but. I ignore them. Yeah, you're good at that. Um, the big updates are supposed to be for the iPad. I just watched a few clips of it, and it seems like they're like the iPad is becoming more like the Mac OS because it has a dock that stays at the bottom all the time, and you can have multiple apps and stuff. And like, I've always just wanted an iPad that like runs as smoothly as my computer, and then I can flip out a keyboard. So it's your wet dream. I just want, but I still want it to be a hybrid where I can go from laptop mode to iPad mode with one thing. Okay. They're so you want that yet. Microsoft one that they advertise all the time? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Um, so there's that one, and then there's the HomePod. Okay. Which is the answer to Alexa, Alexa and the Google One and stuff. Echo. So they're bragging about it like it's this really powerful speaker, like it's like a surround sound speaker, but is it's it just, just a Apple little... TV with a speaker on it? Oh, uh, it doesn't even have the Apple TV functionality. So it's just you have to say you have to yell out, "Hey Siri," if you want her to listen to you. I already hate Siri enough on my phone. Why yeah. do I want her in my home So I was thinking well? we should use this podcast since it will be on the internet forever or as long as we pay our, our hosting yeah. dues. Um, are we agreeing? We're handshaking right now that we're never going to have a, like a smart, listening, responsive device yes. unless we have children who Agreed. demand it. Even then, they can't get everything they want. Okay, good. So that's my good news that Apple had some good news overall. Okay, you want to jump right into your bad news? Yeah, because... Apple debuted their first television show this week as well. What the fuck is with everyone trying to produce TV content? Yeah, so I was going to get into that, but let me give you the basics. It's called Planet of the Apps. Are you serious? Which, separate from everything else... It's not the emoji movie? Can we stop, like, using... It's not even a pun. I don't even know what it is, but such bad jokes in the titles of things. I think it would technically be a pun. Okay. Um, Sounds like a bad news headline. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's basically a ripoff of Shark Tank, where they have these terrible hosts. It's um, Jessica Alba, Gwyneth Paltrow, Will I Am. It's not Aziz I'm Sorry with Clash of the Cupcakes. No, similar, similar quality, I think. Um, and so it's as dumb as it sounds. People come in and they pitch their app idea, and then they either get like funding or not from actresses. Yeah, apparently they're the the experts. So, so yeah, I, I, I almost actually watched the episode just to prepare for this, this podcast, but I couldn't even get myself to do it. But people are saying it, it's as lame as it sounds. Um, and, yeah, I just don't get why Apple would say, you know what we need to, to move, what market we need to move into? 
You know, we can really get competitive in after a thousand years. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you've, you've done a good job, you know, selling movies, uh, TV and music on your platforms, but that doesn't mean you need to move into all those. Like, it's not like they've started, Tim Cook doesn't sing his own songs and record his own music. Well, we'll see. Maybe um, that's their next venture. So yeah, I just don't get what the what the allure of it really is. Or is like it... what person in like the um, like what person approved spending money on this as right. part of an Apple venture? Like yeah. who decided like how should we use our funding from now on? Oh, I know we should make a TV show. Yeah, I just don't get what the what the draw is. Is it just to say that they're involved in the Hollywood world? Is that is that exciting for them? I don't get it. I don't know. So yeah, that's my bad news is that they're still doing some dumb shit. Okay. Well, I guess I'll jump into my bad news. Okay. I have two bad news. a serious one and a not so serious one. Um, serious one. Okay. I can't say this guy's name still. Bill Maher. Yeah. He used the N word. Yeah. But that's not the bad news. Well, that's half the bad news. Okay. The bad news is then he's then back on his show. Like he didn't lose his show. He, nothing happens. Yeah. He like, they suspended it for one week and he's back. Yeah. And did you see, like, the context of how he used it? Uh, no. I it was really bad. Okay. It was not... Not that there's ever any excuse sure. for a white person to use that word. It's not even in my vocabulary. I would never... That yeah. would never even come up in my brain as a potential word to use in a conversation. Mm-hmm. But someone was a guest on his show and said, you should come out into the field with us. And he said, basically, I'm, I'm a house slave, not a field slave. But he didn't use the word slave. So out of nowhere, it was like a bad joke, even if he just used the word slave. Right. Like a white person should not joke about being a slave in that context anyway, but then to use the N word on top of that. And all he had to do was issue some sort of sad apology. And he's just like back on his show. Yeah. Bullshit. I don't understand how this is still happening. Yeah. In 2017, I know as a white person saying that, I'm sure every people, every person of color is like, yeah, it happens all the time. Right. But it's bullshit that he like didn't. He got like a slap on the wrist, like issued a press state, like a press yeah. release apology, and he's just back on his show. I think your your ferocity is warranted. But our buddy Al Franken, yeah, canceled his appearance because of it. Okay. But that still doesn't seem like enough punishment for me. I just don't understand how people mm. keep getting away with this. Like the same thing with like all the Fox News, um, like sexual harassment and stuff like they right we talked about that in a previous podcast i think somebody got fired for it the next day a different host then made a sexist statement towards one of the other co-hosts and it's like you one of them goes away and like six more pop up in their place yeah and it's very frustrating Um, i'll just say it did it did make it tough for me as a young boy singing nelly lyrics Yes, but were you mm. smart enough to not sing I would that replace part? it with dude instead. See, that's adorable <laughs> as a child and also socially acceptable in this day and age. So yeah. I will I will support okay. uh, replacing it with dude. Okay. I'm a house dude. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, maybe we should tell Bill Maher that and give him that suggestion next time that word pops into his head. <laughs> what a terrible name, too. Yeah, I, still, I never can say it either. No. Anyways... My more pop culture bad news. Yeah, give us a happier bad news. There's been, there was finally a new Billy on the Street. Billy on the Street. And it was terrible. Yeah, I just listened to you watching it, it from the really other room bad. and I was like, I'm not going to click on it. It was this, the... Yeah, it's tough. It was the This Is Us cast. Right. Which I don't know anything about the show and I do not want to watch it. Like, we have a handshake deal, like, not to watch that show ever either because I don't want to watch it. Okay, I didn't know you were that strongly I The more that. people are like, every single week was like, the most dramatic twist on This Is Us this week. It's like, yeah. every single fucking week can't be the most dramatic twist. Yeah, it reminds me of Parenthood, which I watched one episode of and I found it a little too... I heard that one got better as the See, and then around. I heard the same thing about Friday Night Lights, that it was too melodramatic. And I so just, I think you're going to get old and you're going to give in to this. I don't know. I just hope I don't. Because I feel like This Is Us is just made to like be have these dramatic reveals and make you cry like to the point mm-hmm. where it's like ridiculous. But the sad part about your story is that Billy on the Street is like two, minute, two minutes long. And so yeah. he can take really small clips and get the funniest stuff. And he couldn't find anything no, funny No, there was like in. nothing funny. Yeah. Um, and he also just had a question like, do you know who these people are? Hmm. What are they from? Yeah. Usually he has like ridiculous questions. Yeah. 
But I don't know if he was just trying to be, like, more respectful because the no. whole thing about the show is being, like, inclusive and stuff. I think he's I just know. distracted by Lion King, Lion King Press. Maybe. It just was not very funny. And I was so excited there was a new one. And then I watched it and, like, literally did not laugh one time. Hmm. So that was my bad news. Um, my good... I struggled a little bit with good news this week. Okay. Um, it's all right. I'm, I think... You're married to me. That's good news enough. Yeah. That's not recent good news. Okay. Um... I decided to go with Ed Sheeran Carpool Karaoke. Ed Sheeran wasn't that funny. He's still a little bit introverted and a little bit awkward. That's fine. But uh, I always enjoy Carpool Karaoke. No matter how much I sometimes want to be irritated by James Corden, I just Mm -hmm. can't do it. Yeah. He's just so happy. Yeah. I've started to get been irritated by that happiness, but I'll let you ride the wave. Uh, I'm not irritated yet by it, I don't think. At least not in Carpool Karaoke. No. And I love that compilation video that was like, I think I showed it to you, where it was singers being surprised that James Corden can also sing. Because he's like, doesn't he have a Tony? uh, I don't know, but I I expect him to sing well, but the the way he memorizes all the lyrics is what impresses me. Yeah. Because you you struggle with lyrics. Oh, shut up. (laughs) Um, so that was good. And then my other, like, my other kind of music-y ones. This yeah. would, this isn't necessarily good news or bad news. This is, like, news that made me cry this week. Oh, I thought it was going to be Taylor Swift coming back on Spotify. Did you cry oh, about that? No, I didn't cry about that. <laughs> okay. Um, but I am excited about that because I don't have any of her music anymore. Yeah. Sometimes I need a little bit of T-Swift in my life. Sure. No, the, um, the deaf, uh, singer that was on, um... The Voice? Yes. The one with Simon Cowell? Different than the girl with the Ventriloquist one. You saw that one from two weeks ago? I did not see the Ventriloquist. You didn't see that one. Everyone saw that. Ventriloquist freaked me out. Uh, This was a little freaky. No, this one was the the girl who went deaf when she was like 18 from when she got sick and Uh went deaf from it. Yeah. And she had been singing since she was little, but she quit when she became deaf because Mm. she couldn't do it. And then she spent like a lot of years, like retraining herself um, on how to sing, even though she couldn't really hear what she was singing or playing. Um, She went up on the stage and she, it was a song that she wrote and it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. She sounded like her voice sounded kind of like Florence and the machine. Yeah. Um, And it was just gorgeous. She was so like earnest and Uh tried so hard. And Simon Cowell gave her the golden thingy with the confetti. He was like, I don't think you'll need a translator for this. And he pushed the golden (laughs) button and then golden confetti came down, which means she goes right to the finals. And she was so happy. I'm so glad glad that the internet allows us to experience these moments without having to watching the show. Yeah, yeah. so good. Um, and then I was also crying about Ariana Grande. Yeah, I just can't believe she went. I'm gonna like cry again thinking about it. Yeah, she's so brave. Yeah, like she had that horrible thing happen at her concert. Yeah, and most people would be like, "Fuck no, am I going back to that same place?" No, and like get they'd get like actual PTSD from that. And she, she got went on out that plane and she sang at the same well, not the same venue, but in right. the same city. Yeah, and sang to everybody, and the crowd was all there, and they were singing mm-hmm. to her. She had that cozy sweatshirt so on. So brave. Yeah. I was just very impressed by her. Definitely. Like, I don't care how you feel about, like, teen pop idols and Ariana Grande and stuff, mm-hmm. but she handled all of that amazingly, and I was very proud of her for doing that concert. So soon afterwards, too. It wasn't, yeah. like, years later. It no. was, like, a couple weeks later. Like, yeah. she, like, got back on the metaphorical horse and went and sang. <sighs> I was very proud of her. That's, wait, were you, is that bad news or good news? Good news about her being brave. Okay, good. Good news about her handling it. Yeah. Um, so are we going to go into what everyone's been waiting for? Yeah, we have... Uh, ten of our listeners. People are in an uproar waiting to hear our Wonder Woman comments. Wonder Woman. So, do you want to give the gold class, uh, description? Oh, boy. We were treated <laughs> to a very expensive evening. <laughs> They've really monetized the movie theater industry in Australia every possible way. You go up to buy a ticket and there's like seven different ticket options for every different showing. Yeah. So we upgraded to gold class. For your birthday. Special occasion. So it's basically um, anyone that grew up near us, it's adult chunkies. Yeah. So it's like there's like the food and stuff, but instead of being for children's birthday parties, it's like for yeah. adults with too much money that they know what to do with. We had to sit in like the airport lounge beforehand. We were in a private area before yeah. we were seated. The food wasn't that good, no, but... and it was very overpriced for what it was, but it was worth it for, like, you each got basically a reclining couch per yeah. person. It was a massive, comfortable seat. Yeah. So that part was nice. Yeah. Um, so but that I, just, that got me in the mood for some World War One. Well, drama. I was going to say, I was a little bit ruined. I've had, I've, as oh. you know, I've brought it up, like, every week that I'm so excited to see Wonder Woman, and the day we were going to see it, like, hours yeah. before, 
I got spoiled for a major part of the ending and I was very upset. So it actually made me a little bit bitter watching it the first time because I was just Mm -hmm. like angry that my excitement had been taken away. Who posts a spoiler opening weekend? I told you that Chris Pine was Wonder Woman the whole time and you never believed me. (laughs) I called it first. Um, anyways, but I did see it again in IMAX the second time. Yeah. Um, with a bunch of people last Mm -hmm. night. How was the 3D? Did it add anything? I actually thought the 3D was really nice, actually. Okay. It was really good. And, like, that IMAX screen is massive as well. It's big. IMAX plus 3D. So, my summary of it is that it's Thor plus Captain America. Yeah. Like, like the god slash goddess, like, yeah. not understanding customs, plus, yeah. like, the war and, like, a Steve in a plane. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I think... I came out of it the second time realizing that I really like Wonder Woman mm-hmm. and I didn't love the movie that much. Like I like but the idea. Yeah, of, you like the idea of Wonder Woman. You haven't read the comics or anything. No. Yeah. Don't call me a fake fan. Mm. I like Wonder Woman and I like the idea of Wonder Woman. Uh-huh. But the movie itself is still like a superhero war movie. Yeah. So it's never going to be like my favorite movie. I think one of my favorite things about that though was that Diana or Wonder Woman or whatever you want to call her mm-hmm. was like suitably upset by all of the war stuff she was seeing. I right. think in a lot of war movies, it's just assumed that there's a war going on, people are going to die. Oh well, and the superhero comes in and kind of just is killing more people right. and just doesn't seem to really care. Yeah, and I really appreciated that. And I don't think they even did it in a oh because she's a woman she's soft kind of way. Right. It was more like she came from somewhere that was really idyllic, and now to and she's trained for this, but now to just be dropped into like an all out war. So like the realities right. of war. Yeah. I appreciated that she was suitably like upset and horrified about all the bad shit that happened. She wasn't just like oh well another village died. In the grand scheme of things, it's fine. Yeah. Like I liked that her outsider point of view really highlighted some of the horrible, horrible things about the war. Because you're right. They were training their whole lives, but they were just practicing against each other every day. She she didn't know what she was getting into. Yeah, she, like, couldn't even handle the idea of, like, you know, children, like, having the chemical warfare on them and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, And I appreciated that because I think that's one of the things I often don't like war movies. I am fairly, like, sensitive with... I don't like watching, like, fighting movies or war movies or stuff I get like very upset Mm -hmm. like I don't really like watching those kind of movies like it actually upsets me Mm -hmm. so it was nice to watch her um reactions to everything because that made me feel better that I don't like that kind of I don't know how to describe it very well but I just feel like a lot of times you watch those war movies or war video games and stuff and I'm like how are people okay with just watching this and why isn't anybody upset about watching this like Mm -hmm. how is everyone so desensitized to this Mm. and I think she was very much not desensitized to it and I liked that aspect of her character very much yeah we had you play Call of Duty once and that didn't end well you had to shoot the dog yeah you struggled Uh, with the dog that was awful um Best scene of Wonder Woman, for sure, is the trench scene. When they're first getting into the war, and they're walking through the trench, and... And it's all like, Diana, no. And she's like, Diana, yes, and just strips off her coat. And just blocks the bullets, and then they, like, use her as a defense and i was basically waiting for her to do that line from lord of the rings though where it's yeah. like i am no man and she like pulls the helmet <laughs> you know the part i'm talking about with eowyn i think so yeah well because it's like no man can cross this like right. eowyn's not an elf she's the <sighs> daughter of rohan also an elf she's the one she dresses up like one of the warriors so she can go fight with them with all the people on the horses uh, i do I and she has mary now. is it yeah. mary the hobbits with her yeah um, and then he said, no man can defeat me. It's one of the Nazgul. Got and it. she said, I am no man. Takes the helmet off and stabs him through the face. Okay. We'll do a rewatch tomorrow night. <laughs> Anyways, that's like, that's what they were kind of leading up to. It's called no man's land. No man can cross this. So I was right. waiting for her to be like, I am no man. And yeah. anyways, I liked that. Yeah. Did she even pl- like do any sort of. No, she was just jump? like, see ya. <laughs> just it's of- not a very quotable movie. Like I didn't come out of it. Like. I did like the major quote though. That what? was like, it's not about what. They deserve. It's about what you believe. I okay. really like that sentiment. It's better than like the Batman thing, you know. Well, I just like that sentiment of I think people get too caught up in who deserves what, yeah. And a lot of people that means that they feel entitled to things like I deserve to this, I deserve that, right. And then on the flip side of it, some people feel like I don't deserve to be happy or I don't deserve love mm-hmm. or whatever. So I think people always get 
often get too focused on who deserves what and what they deserve. And I liked the idea in this movie that it's not about what they deserve. It's what I believe. Mm -hmm. Like it's not, you don't have to deserve a second chance. I just need to believe in giving second chances. Hmm. And I liked that idea. It reminded me of this quote that I cannot find from a book that I read. I think it was from the girls from Corona Del Mar. But there was this part where um, two of the characters were kind of fighting or arguing. Mm -hmm. And one of the characters was like, yeah, but you deserve this and you deserve that. And the other character was like, stop saying deserve. Like the sun doesn't come up every morning because we deserve for it to come up. Yeah. Like keeps life keeps going on Mm -hmm. whether or not you think you deserve something. Yeah. It's a very, very opinionated view. Yeah. It's very subjective. Yeah, exactly. And like... Different people, even diff- same person, different moods can feel differently about what they deserve, who deserves what, whatever. Sure. It's no real way to measure that. So I liked that kind of idea of the movie or that like slogan. But you're right, yeah. there wasn't too many other quotable parts. It was more no. just action. A lot of action, yeah. Some comedy, kind of at the near the beginning, once she she goes into like the the real world. That's my favorite part. I think is her going into London and like just trying to grab a baby. Like, and, it like, was like a shot for shot remake of Elf when he first gets to yeah. New York, and someone's like going around the door and some of that stuff. But yeah. that's true. I was thinking that it was very much Elf when she's going through the revolving door. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's why I like Elf. Yeah. <laughs> so um, also. Diana with babies uh-huh. and snow and ice cream. Yeah. That is my reaction to all three of those things That's in real life. true. <laughs> yeah. So I really liked those cute little parts as well. Um, my least favorite scene would have to be the gala. Mostly yeah. just because of like like how it was set. Like when I think World War One, I, I really think of galas. Like that was the highlight of World War One from all I've read in history. Okay. Um no, I think thought that was a complete joke that they were like we're gonna turn this war based on what we negotiate at a gala. And we're gonna get everyone dressed up at a gala to then bomb a village. Like clearly the point was that they wanted to show her off in a fancy ball gown and they're like with how her sword do tucked that? in the back yeah exactly although I did appreciate in that scene that like Chris Pine was actually acting like a spy yeah like I think a lot of times they're like I'm a spy and they just go shoot everybody yeah but he like put on a really believable German accent right and actually like acted like a spy and I, I read someone pointing out that like wow someone as a spy in the movie actually did something mm. spy like like they weren't just right. calling him a spy to make him in a nice tux and no it was a good it was a good James Bond kind of yeah. Uh, scene, but I just, yeah, they're in the middle of this war and they're trying to end it. I didn't think a gala scene was the best place to go with it. I They just didn't do very much with that scene. It was no. actually quite short compared to some of the other scenes. My bigger issue is that I'm just so sick of anyone with like an over-the-top German accent automatically mm-hmm. being the evil villain. Yeah. Like I understand this was supposed to be World War One, and Germany was one of the major villains in that time frame. But like especially with today's political climate, I'm mm-hmm. so fucking sick of like Germany being the villain every every time and it's like they didn't give any backstory to the bad quote-unquote bad characters yeah. they literally just gave them german accents and put them in a creepy like workshop right and then made the audience assume gases. that they were bad my bigger issue was that just all the villains were old men which is probably accurate for the world wars but <laughs> it's probably accurate for wonder woman vanquishing the old men that's kind of the symbolism just, a little bit honestly honey. i thought it would have been a little more impressive if she had someone slightly more athletic uh yeah you had the fat lufendorf whatever his name yeah. is and then you had david thulis who looked like a strong wind would blow him over exactly <laughs> even when he was in his aries armor like the body double was so yeah. obvious in that naked scene when he like falls from no i was Olympus genuinely a little offended for all the feminists going here to, to see <laughs> she just one has woman flabby white men yeah <laughs> Oh my gosh. I was just mostly happy about Chris Pine. I mean, I know you've mentioned multiple times in this podcast that I really do like him a lot. Yeah. He was amazing in this movie, though. He's pretty good. His acting was really good, I thought. Yeah. And I liked his character. The best part was when it, he was he... naked in the cave. No, not for you. No. Not the best part for you. No. Okay. <laughs> Was when he put down that big sheet of metal to have her do the jump off it because he remembered earlier yeah. when I did that. That was that was, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah, I really liked his character. Um, although I just don't think we should let white guys named Steve near planes anymore, right. especially when they're filled with explosives. Like if they'd already set up that Diana was immune to the gas and mm-hmm. she can fucking fly. She probably could have dealt with that yeah, plane on her own. Right. In terms, right. You're going to spoilers now. Oh, but in sorry. In terms of the end. I think there had to be other ways to deal with it. Like, I understand that she kind of had to have some 
trigger to get her to realize that all humans aren't bad or like you there had to be that moment there's right. always that moment in the superhero films where like the hero almost gives up or you think they're not going to be able to make it and then something triggers them yeah so i understand that something had to trigger it but i uh, yeah i just didn't think he should have had to hmm. do that i it's was okay. quite upset hmm. um what else did i have to say about it um i also appreciated that like chris pine even though he was the one that made like the heroic sacrifice and he was a little bit of the hero Mm -hmm. he was a little bit of the damsel in distress for most of the movie right and like in terms of i don't want to get too much into like cinematography and stuff but in terms of like the camera shots and things Mm -hmm. like he was more often like shown with like the wind blowing through his hair like (laughs) focusing on his like beautiful blue eyes yeah whereas the amazons were shown like with the muscly fighting shots. Yeah, the critics said that they didn't, like, the camera didn't sexualize her too much, well, which you always you, notice in things I can never tell because I guess I'm just a. Because it's guy. the gaze that you would. It's the so gaze. Male right, gaze and female gaze. Yeah. So most movies, if they have male directors and male, um, male filming, whatever. Yeah. Milfs, yeah. <laughs> are filmed from the male gaze so you all that's when you have those pan ups of the women where it like goes from her high heels like up to her like blowing hair in the wind or whatever yeah or just like zooms in on like a woman's torso just so it's like chest well i thought this movie focused too much on chris pine's naked body in that scene uh it was beautiful and there's only one scene of it female gaze (laughs) yeah exactly it's about time (laughs) although i did have issue with some of the jokes in the movie there were a lot of jokes for the ladies in the audience for sure. Right. But I was, you picked up on this that certain certain parts of our audience were laughing at certain jokes. Yeah. I still had a bit of an issue that it seems like they put in some jokes that were for the female audience and then they put in a few jokes for the male audience. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that every joke has to make every single person laugh. Mm-hmm. But the first screening we went to, there wasn't that many people in the right. theater. And you could very obviously tell which jokes the girls were laughing at and which jokes the boys were laughing at. Yeah. Like there was a couple jokes but like I'm frightened and aroused or yeah. like one other part that was like, uh, Island of Ladies, sign me up or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, are those really necessary? Like, are the guys not going to enjoy the film if you don't have those two, like, slightly sexist jokes in there? Mm. Like, I understand you kind of have to portray, like, her not being allowed in the war room and stuff like that. Because in whatever century, like, or sorry, whatever decade, um, that wasn't allowed. Yeah. And I get that. Like, I'm not saying it had to be this perfect utopia where nobody realizes she's a woman or whatever. Like, that's part Mm. of the point is she overcomes that. But I just didn't really think you needed in those extra added in jokes like for the men to laugh about well, yeah and they weren't funny women. enough to to warrant it right so. yeah okay um that's good you got more i don't know i'm just looking at my notes i don't think i have any more i just don't really know what the sequel's going to be about so what's the deal is this its own franchise she's going to continue to be in the the merge well there's ones, like or? a justice league one that's coming up i don't understand that, uh, DC joss and whedon Marvel. is now joss whedon is now doing it right for a really tragic reason, like, right. but still, Joss Whedon, ugh, whatever. Okay. Um, so I don't really know what the sequel's going to be about, but like I said at the beginning, I think I really like Wonder Woman. I want Wonder Woman merchandise. I have Wonder Woman background on my phone. Every time mm-hmm. I see a Wonder Woman ad, I get excited. Mm-hmm. So I like Wonder Woman. She makes me feel empowered. I'm really happy that it did so, so well. So she gets you aroused and a little nervous, too. If I wasn't frightened of her. <laughs> I think empowered is a better word, okay. honey. Um, like, I like the idea of her. I like Wonder Woman. I'm interested to see, like, where it goes. But in terms of, like, this movie franchise or in terms of, like, more, like, war superhero movies, like, mm-hmm. nah. Okay. But, yeah, I, I still am happy that I saw it and I enjoyed it. Okay. Is that it for Wonder Woman? That's it. All right. We didn't disappoint. Should we jump into our book for this week? The children love <laughs> your books. Uh, if anybody is still listening after we finished with Wonder Woman, yeah, um, we have a book this week called Heroes of the Frontier by Dave Eggers. For once, Heather's reading one of my books instead of me reading all of We've her books. We've done another one of your books. Yeah, that's lexicon. True. That's true. Um, my biggest issue with this book is that I could never remember how to spell frontier. Okay. Did that come up a lot? Yes. Every time I tried to write notes about it, I couldn't figure out if it was I. I guess I before E is the rhyme. Yeah. Um, do you want to give a summary of this or do you want me to since I just read it? You, you go ahead and summarize it. I flipped through it today just to prepare, but I want to hear, hear what you think. All right. Um, I'll try to give a basic summary without giving too much of my opinion. So it is about this woman who has some troubles with her relationship. Josie. 
Yes, the main character is Josie. So she takes her to, she also has some career struggles as well, ends up losing her business. Mm-hmm. Um, She's a dentist. So she has like a malpractice suit, ends up losing her business, and also has issues with her um, partner. Mm-hmm. So she takes her two kids who are like nine and five or eight, eight and five, five yeah. and flies to Alaska, rents an RV from mm-hmm. like a man in like his backyard yeah. and has kind of a stepsister or former like foster sister kind of right. that is living there. Um, but when she gets there, she like remembers that she doesn't actually like her very much. Yeah. And so she takes her two kids and just basically drives around Alaska in an RV yeah. and regularly breaks into people's cabins because she hates the RV. Yeah, there's a couple of couple of break-ins. Yeah, there's quite a bit of breaking and entering. Mm-hmm. Um, and throughout the whole story, throughout the narrative of like them kind of journeying through Alaska and trying to figure out what they're going to do with their lives and she's trying to get her shit together, there's a bunch of flashbacks about kind of how she got into this position and um, quite a lot of like stream of consciousness of um, her anxiety and paranoia. That was good. So, yes, this is literary fiction, which means it's about life in yeah. general. Yeah. Um, what grade are you going to give it? I don't know. I didn't do my review yet. Um, Did you like it? Not really. Not really? I thought you were going to like uh, it. I'll probably give it like a C. A C? A C plus, maybe. Uh, you're I, tough. I have the same issue with this book that you had with Fangirl. Okay. Not the exact same There's place. no fan fiction in between <laughs> chapters. No, but all of her flashbacks, I just wanted to know what was happening with the narrative. I was interested in her Alaskan journey. Like, yeah. I wanted there to be more about, like, what she was learning in Alaska and with her kids and all of this stuff. And I wanted less about her, like, panic attacks and drinking red wine and thinking about her past. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't give a shit about her piece of shit uh, partner Carl, who shit a lot, was his major character trait. Yeah, I just... And, like, the whole thing about the guy who, like, died in Afghanistan. Yeah, flipping through that. It doesn't make any sense. Mm. And, like, I understand that the whole point is that she's very, like, basically mentally ill and just kind of thinks everything is her fault and takes everything out of proportion. She's definitely bipolar. A little bit, yeah. Um, Or on that spectrum. And definitely some realm of paranoia as well. So, yeah, if you reverse engineer the book, I kind of think that he had this idea for for this, um, you know, independent woman taking her kids on this crazy trip through Alaska. And then he tried to backfill it with her backstory and her motivations for things. Yeah. But yeah, those are the weaker, weaker parts of the yeah. book. Yeah. And I understand that, um, you obviously need some motivation. Like if it's just like, let's go to Alaska kids. That's not an interesting story. Yeah. Like the interesting story is a juxtaposition of her traveling and trying to have, have kid, uh, trying to have fun with her kids and keep her kids safe and fed yeah. with her like internal monologue of her absolutely breaking down. Right. So I see that juxtaposition, but there were large chunks of the story where it would be like, the next day, they were driving through Alaska, and then it would be, like, four chapters of flashbacks. Like, I don't <laughs> that's think... That's what literary fiction is. Yeah, that's why I hate it. So that's what my overall <laughs> comment is, is that this, when I read it, I was like, okay, this is, like, the template for literary fiction. And it's literary fiction that I prefer, because the alternative is a book about someone writing a book, which I yeah, hate more than anything. or someone having an affair on a college campus or whatever. Yeah, so one of those two plots, anything other than that, I prefer. Um, like, I get... I. I related to some extent to the anxiety stream of consciousness yeah. um, storytelling, but that's what my head is like half the time anyways. So you don't want to live like, in that. Like, I don't want to live in that. Like, that's the reason that I don't often don't like literary fiction is that it's often too realistic or in kind of a depressing way for me. Yeah. Like, I like to read because it gets me out of my own head and out of my, the own things that I'm stressing about. I understand. So I don't think these types of books are necessarily very good escapes for me. No. Like, I would hope a book about, like, journeying through Alaska would be a bit of a better, like, uh, getaway yeah. inside my head, and it was not the way that it was written. The only time that anxiety stream of conscious thing worked very well was at the very ending. I love the ending. That was the one part. Of, like, that part, I would have given it, like, A-. minus. I think I was on the border of, like, B plus, A-, and then I loved the last bit The so only much. thing I struggled with is how horribly unsafe that was. I literally do that all day yeah. at work every day. Like, don't Running be around trees a in a lightning, lightning storm. storm yeah. Don't be the tallest thing in a field. Yeah, don't be no. near water in a lightning storm. I got so scared. So I was struggling quite a bit with that. Um... So I, I did like the ending, and I, I liked that it wasn't tied up, and they didn't just, like, find a magical cabin that they just lived in forever. Right. Like, I like that it was still kind of ambiguous of, like, they have no belongings. What the the very, very do. ending is a bit pretentious. The last page where it ends with a line that says something like, but tomorrow will come or something. 
Yeah, but tomorrow's a new day or something yeah. like that. I actually didn't find that that pretentious. Okay. I kind of I kind of found it realistic. Like you can have one good they day were and the really next happy that day. The next day's yeah. not necessarily gonna be a good sure. day. Like I was fine with that. Um the, the, mm-hmm. go ahead. The kids were adorable though. That, right? That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna yeah. say that was the best part of the book was the kids' development. I thought they were very realistic for children. I liked that they were the best developed part. For sure. Well, yes, and that was my one of my other comments is that I've read a lot of books with adorable kids, but literary authors tend to make their kids extremely wise. Like they just say the right thing at the yeah. right time, and it just it all makes sense. Whereas in this case, these kids were a little a wild and crazy, yeah. and it was but it was funny. But they had like their distinct personalities. Definitely. But I also felt like the kids weren't just like a cardboard cutout of a kid. It was not just like the ch- child stuffed animal that br- was brought along and no. then popped out for the plot points. Yeah, like. I, yeah, I really appreciated the way the kids were done. That was the best part for yeah. sure. Um, did it make you want to go to Alaska? Um, more than Into the Wild did. I'll make you watch that movie sometime. It did reinforce me never wanting an RV though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to do that. But there's orcas in Alaska, so we could see Yeah, them. they weren't in the book? No, just wildfires. Yes, mostly just wildfires <laughs> and eagles eating things. But that was kind of the point of the book is that people... From who have never been to Alaska tend to glorify Alaska, thinking it's all mountains and oceans and whales. But right, well, we found that with Australia as well. Sure. When we first moved here, everyone was like, "So many kangaroos did you see today?" <laughs> it's like we live in the city. We don't. There's no kangaroos just walking down the street. Like we yeah. don't live in the outback. Like we've gone to the kind of near the outback, and it was right. very pretty and very picturesque. But that's not uh, the normal sights that you see everywhere. Yeah. So I did appreciate that part of like the realistic part of traveling or going somewhere. New it's not all going to be uh, postcards and yeah. tourist flyers. So are you going to read more Dave Eggers? Are you going to make me? Most people on the internet hate him. Um, so I'll probably make you read The Circle. We you might go see the see movie. movie. I hear the movie's mm-hmm. terrible, but so I don't know if I want to pay for it in theaters. Okay. Um, so I've read that one, and I've also read the weirdest title of a book ever, uh, your father's Where Are They and the Prophets Do They Live Forever was the name of his other book, one of his other books. Well then. Yeah. I don't think I want to read that one. Okay. Um, is that it for books? That's it for books. If you want to see further reviews of our books, you can go to bookdigits.com, B-O-K-K, wait, B-O-K-D-I-G-I-T-S dot com. You're drunk, go home. Bookdigits.com. So you can visit there and see what other books we've been reading and check yeah. out our reviews and our grades. I just posted a new rating on Book Digits. You did? I finished I need to post mine still. Philip K. Dick's The Man in the High Castle so that I now can watch The Man in the High Castle television show. Okay. Without me? Yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of things that are coming up, so we mm-hmm. want to talk about some of the upcoming things we're looking forward to. First, I'll just say I watched two movies on my quest to watch more movies this weekend. And because you're bored because I was at work. Yeah. So I watched John Wick last night, which I'd heard people talk about a lot. You know, that's one? one? Keanu. Oh. Oh. Okay. And that's not the one I was picturing. And it just had a sequel come up and everyone's like, oh yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's not, it's not awesome at all. (laughs) If you're a really, really diehard action fan, then sure. You can see Keanu shoot a lot of guns, do some pseudo karate. But that's about it. Um, so that was a waste of two hours. But then I watched Whiplash today, and I liked that a lot. We're supposed to be talking about upcoming things. Yeah, I know. I forgot to mention it before. Okay. Whiplash is... J.K. Simmons. It's by it's from the same guy who did La La Land. And it's basically the same movie as La La Land, just better. without but grittier. a Grittier, yeah. Slower burn. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like that better than La La Land. Um, we were speaking about Elf before. I almost jumped in with this. Yeah. I have some, I think, good news for you. Melissa McCarthy yeah. is doing a Christmas special. It's so <laughs> marvelous. It's going to be terrible. It's like a, a te- TV musical? What is I it? I don't know. I just saw Melissa McCarthy in her, called... her version of an Elf-type movie, and I thought you it's would with enjoy her husband. It. It's, it's like Margie Claus or something. Margie Claus. Is that, that's not Mrs. Claus's name, is it? It is now, apparently. Yeah. I don't okay. think... But the elf is in the real... It's going to be an elf-style Christmas vehicle for her. See? So, that was on my list. Yeah. Um, Did you see anything about Mary Poppins Returns? Just the five minutes of James Corden I watch every day when Harry Styles isn't on it. Yeah. 
Um, so Lin-Manuel Miranda is Mary Poppins <laughs> with his man bun. He's the new Dick Van Dyke. Okay. The chimney sweep. Yeah, except now he's like a lamp lighter or something. Okay. Um, just lots of reasons for him to like swing around on lampposts in a musical number, I think. Hmm. Um, How old is he? 30-something. Okay. I had no idea. Do you want me to look it up? No, it's fine. Um, so I'm excited for that, I think. You think? When's the last time you it? saw Mary Poppins? A, a while ago. I'll have to rewatch it. Most but you know about Mary sequel. Poppins is Gladiators of the Galaxy. What's it called? Lightning. Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Was he, was he badass? <laughs> um, it's not a reboot, though. It's like more like a sequel. sequel. right. So, I don't know. I'm excited to see it, I think. Okay. Um, I also just watched the Black Panther trailer. You had zero reaction to it. I watched it again it. afterwards, and I still have zero reaction. I got really excited about it at work. Oh, I don't, I didn't see, I don't get it. I don't know, it just built so much suspense, and it was cool looking. Okay. And it didn't look like all the other shitty action superhero movies. So El, El Dorado is in Africa. Yeah. Wakanda. And it just got me off on the wrong start, because I really don't like Bilbo, whatever his name is. Martin Freeman. Didn't like him in Fargo. Didn't like him in any Lord of the Rings stuff. Okay. Yeah. So that's why you don't like the movie that is all wonderful, badass black characters, is because the one scene of well, Martin they, Freeman. they had to start it with two white guys talking that's to true. each other. That's problematic Although in I just way. picked up on the internet that it was Bilbo talking to Gollum. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Didn't pick, on that. Mm. pick up on that either. That's what I'm here for. Um, Lord of the Rings trivia. Yeah, that's what you're here for. Um, anyway, so I always think that I'm not going to be excited about superhero movies, and yet here we are talking about yeah, no, Wonder Woman for half an hour. No, we made a handshake pact that I was, you weren't going to make me go see any more superhero movies in theaters. It's your idea to see Wonder Woman in theaters with me. Yeah. So I won't make you see Black Panther. Okay. Oh, well, I, am. I don't even know when it's coming out. I just did not even think I was excited about it or interested in it at all, and then I watched the trailer, and then I was like, damn. Okay, Michael so. B. Jordan's in it. Someday I'll know who he is. <laughs> we gotta get back to Friday Night Lights. Someday. And we gotta get back to the 100 now that they've released the next season. My mom really wanted to talk to us about the most recent season. She's gonna be a guest? My mother? Yeah. Doubtful. I think we need to get her on the podcast. Well, when we watch the 100 season four, maybe. Okay. Um, I should also insert before I forget that Jen on the podcast was saying she thought Wonder Woman is going to be too long and not very good and yeah. not feminist. What was her review? She really liked it. Okay. She did not think it was too long at all. Um, she was impressed by it. Her biggest comment was that there was a lot of Jesus symbolism with Diana. Um, like the whole origin story about one of the gods Greek being cast gods, out. Of, wasn't it? Yeah, but, okay. like, the god's son being cast out, as in, like, Lucifer is Ares, okay. and then god's new son comes yeah. to save everybody, and when she comes up at the end, she like, has her arms out, like, in, like, a cross kind of thing. I think that's just how people fly. Anyways, that was her um, art history commentary on it, was that there was a lot of Christ Oh, we're supposed to be talking about upcoming things. Oh, yeah? Thanks for that. Um, the other one that I wanted to talk about... Um, Mm-hmm. Is did you see the trailer for Rise? No. It's a TV show with um, the guy from How I Met Your Mother. What's his name? Like the main guy. Yeah, no idea what his name is. Um, Josh something. Okay. He um, is in this movie. Uh, sorry, a TV show. I think it's on NBC. I almost thought it was a joke, but I don't think it was. I'll have to look it up. It looked like Glee, but just mm-hmm. darker. Okay. Like like actually like physically darker the way it was filmed. And just, like, not as happy. Mm-hmm. It was this very weird, like, literally the same thing. About like the quarterback, Like, the quarterback from the super, um, sorry, the quarterback from the football team yeah. gets, like, uh, convinced to come, like, join the musical. Yeah. And then there's, like, the one star. Look, <laughs> it's American Pie. That's not going. Really... <laughs> it's the same idea. Yeah. Um, it was very strange because, like, literally it was Glee. Like, the main teacher. He's the teacher? Yeah, the main teacher who had been there for a while. He had never done anything to help the school. He kisses a redhead. They're, like, the same cast of characters. I think this is a dream you had. No, I saw the trailer. I'll show you afterwards. At least Darren Chris can get work again. (laughs) That's mean. (laughs) That was mean. He's filming um, the next American Crime Story. Sure. Or is he just wearing pink bathing suits around? It could be either. Unclear. Um, the, I just want to do two quick things that I'm not excited about. Okay. Did you see there's going to be a Spongebob musical? No. Yeah. Hmm. That is somehow happening. And it looks like it's like, um, the costuming of it is just like regular people in costumes. It's, they don't have like mascot 
Like okay, it's not, they're Batman. not doing it like uh, Lion King. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know. Very strange. Mm. Um, and also Top Gun two. I yeah, I saw never about seen this Top again. Gun all the way through. I know we're gonna have to fix that sometime. Um, but there's a volleyball scene, and I know that Goose dies. <gasps> so, so we'll have to watch that sometime. But I'm just like, when did Tom Cruise get this like resurgence of his career? Uh, no, yeah, he bounced back from the Scientology couch jumping thing. But he looks old now. Like, I'm a little bit done with him. And just knowing how short he is makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I also did not realize that the new Mummy thing with him is yep. not a remake of the Brendan Fraser Mummy. It's from, like, a, the Mummy series from, like, the 1950s. Aren't they all tied together, though? I don't know. Yeah. What's I've never, I've never seen, seen the mummy. Okay. So that's my version of your Top Gun, I guess. Marathon. I've never seen it. Marathon. Um, so yeah, those are two things that I, those are two like what the fuck things. That, that's how I listed them in my notes. Well, I have one fuck. other note about one upcoming thing that's not going to happen and it's good. Okay. Tell me. Um, Sense8? No, someone, oh. <laughs> someone was interviewing Matthew Perry. Oh, I did see that. And they were questioning like... Obviously, there's going to be a Friends reboot sometime, right? And they're like, oh, it's tough to get everyone in together. And Matthew Perry was like, please, God, don't ever do that. It would and be I terrible. And I also saw that um, Joey. What's his name? Yeah. Math. Um, what's his name? Uh-oh, I stumped you now. He's, uh, he's, um, um, <laughs> Joey's name is. This is bad. It's, um. Give me a clue. I don't know. <laughs> it's not Matt. It's uh, isn't it Matt, Matt LeBlanc? Yeah, Matt LeBlanc. Um, Excuse me, that there's two Matts. Yeah, he basically. I saw another quote from him saying that he has nightmares about it. Right. About a Friends reboot, so yeah. none of them want that. Probably because they're all old now and all kind of oh, gone definitely. their separate ways. Jennifer's and, doing fine though. Yes, with um, uh, Justin Chief, Chief Garvey. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Saw his butt a lot this week. We did see a lot of his butt. So, anything else to add for this week? No, now I'm just thinking about Jennifer Aniston. Oh, I thought you were thinking of Justin Theroux's butt. No. Okay. If you're thinking of Jennifer Aniston, I'll think about Chris Pine and Magical Pools. We're going to talk about Master of None next week. That was some good Jennifer Aniston jokes in that last one. Yes, there was. Okay, we'll save those for next week. I thought you were looking at Joey with those (laughs) eyes. Is it time to say bye? I think it's time to say bye. Okay, bye. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you.